Hey, babe. What's up? If I were a Disney character, which one would I be? Ooh, I think you'd be like a, I think you'd be like an amalgam. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think that you'd be like the, I just need to go like wanderlustiness of Moana. Yes. You'd be like the unabashed BDE of Elsa. Mm, yeah. And you'd have the boss moves of Isma. I love that. Now I feel kind of weird about mine. Why? Why? I was going to say you would be Panic from Hercules because you're a ball of anxiety. Okay. And then Sven the reindeer from Frozen because you're adorable and derpy and better than people. Okay. So like I'm pretty offended, but like <laughs> I get it. Yeah. That's fair, right? Yeah. Hi, we're Leah and Jeremy. We're the accident-prone travelers behind Practical Wanderlust. And we're here to dish out travel tips, travel tricks, useful trivia, useless trivia, mildly entertaining anecdotes, and everything else you need to avoid making all of our terrible, 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 terrible mistakes. And we make a lot of mistakes. Today we are talking about a huge corporation, but it's not just the corporation. It's a whole lifestyle and experience. How is it a lifestyle? There are people who really abide by this lifestyle. All right. Can you explain some of the the facets of this lifestyle, please? This lifestyle includes things with two big round ears. Things. Like tattoos or bumper stickers. Okay. It involves singing Let It Go on repeat until you go insane. I'm not saying it's a problem. I love this topic. Uh huh. And if you haven't figured it out by this point, we are talking about Disney. Today. Yeah, if two round things didn't give it away for you, it was either Disney or like MasterCard. <laughs> it was going to be one of those corporations. Yeah, we love MasterCard. Shout no, out to MasterCard. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, we're talking about Disney. Um, we we love Disney. I don't know if we were like capital D, capital P Disney people, but we definitely love it. We're like capital D, lowercase p Disney yeah. people. Yeah. All right. Listen, tell me about your favorite Disney characters. Oh, man. So my favorite Disney character is probably uh, probably Panic from Hercules. No, that I didn't say who are you as a Disney character. I said who are your favorites. I, it's my he's my favorite because I connect with him so much. You he's just, just enjoy watching a little ball of panic and yeah. you're just like that's me AF. Yeah. Same. Same same same. Oh my god. <laughs> it's nice to have yourself represented in media, okay? Is that why you said you really liked the little mermaid? What does brave? that have to do with it? Oh. Cuz you're a ginger. Oh, am I? Yes. Yeah. That's also why. Yeah. Um what about you? What's your favorite Disney character? You know, it's a tough call. So Mulan is obviously my favorite. Like, I love Mulan. I've always loved Mulan. Also, we have a dog now named Mulan, and she's getting very confused by me continually saying her name. But uh, best Disney movie. She's just learning her name, and we're having this whole conversation about Mulan, and she's just, like, perking up every, like, 10 seconds. She's like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? No, we actually just adopted her last week. Her name was already Mulan, and I was like, well, that's a sign. Yeah, it's perfect. Um, So that's always been one of my favorites. And then Moana... Man, I love Moana. Moana is like big goals. Like she's got that like Disney girl wanderlust vibe going on that I feel like is such a thing now. And like, oh man, it gets me. It gets me. Like the, you know, that song that's like, you know, I'm just going to run off into the distance and see where, where it takes me. I don't understand. I don't know the song. I think you need to give us a little. Yeah, it's so embarrassing. I don't want to sing it. But like if we go to karaoke, I would. And yeah. I would cry. I would like literally be cheering up. We might not legally be able to sing any of the Disney songs today, which is no. sad. <laughs> 
we can maybe hum a bar or two. That was good. That was good, babe. That leads me in a, a very natural and organic way to the Disney parks, which is very what organic. we're actually talking about today. Yeah, we're talking about the parks. We're talking about both Disney World and Disneyland. We are not talking about any international parks. Because we've never been. We've never been, but I mean, if y'all got some tickets. <laughs> Who do you think is listening to this? Walt Disney. No, honey. He's uh, frozen under Disney World. Wait, really? No. <laughs> but I do have some cool, weird Disney history for you. Okay, so we all know the origin story of Disney, right? So Walt Disney himself was a visionary. He pioneered modern animation and entertainment. But the history of the parks, like after he developed Snow White and the Seven Dwarves and some of the early animations that made him famous, the parks history is a little bit weird. Walt Disney's vision for what we currently think of as Disney World was actually kind of more like a futuristic cult. What? Yeah, is <laughs> Which I love. Like, this is my favorite thing. So it was no, it was going to be known as the Experimental Prototype Community of Tomorrow, also known as Epcot. And it was basically going to be like if Pleasantville in San Francisco in like the mid 2000s, like tech boom era, had a baby, right? Like it was going to be a high tech, ultra advanced city populated only with the best and the brightest minds in the world. He was going to literally cherry pick people to live in it and just like give them whatever cool electronic shit was being developed. Cherry picking people. That little weird, right? That sounds like a little culty. That sounds like eugenics. <laughs> it did not sound like eugenics. Right. I'm pretty sure he didn't say it was going to be a diverse city of tomorrow. Oof. Uh, he also wanted it to be climate controlled. So kind of like the Truman show and have no cars, which I'm actually not opposed to. That sounds yeah, great. Yeah. That part doesn't sound I that hate bad. Cars. Uh, utopias always kind of sound nice, but then they turn into cults and that's not so great. In Disney's utopia, your home is going to be like this test lab for brilliant scientists. You're like cool neighbors, I guess. Um, and they were going to all be working for the country's top brands. So imagine like, You'd come home from work, right? And your kids would be playing with Ford's new RoboDog 3000 beta version one. And then you'd serve Pepsi food pellets for dinner. And then you'd like record your observations of your children's food habits or whatever in General Electric's electronic messenger pigeon. Are those like actual things that he was piloting? No, I just made that all up. But those are some of the brands that Disney was partnering with on his 1964 New York World Fair exhibit, which was called progress land this is like giving me serious like heaven's gate vibes i know right yeah it's just like all these like tech nerds like wanting to get together and like have this like futuristic like space society yeah like funded by massive corporation money yeah so in that case it's not heaven's gate it's like bioshock yeah right it's, yeah it's, it's bioshock that's what it reminds me of it's like rapture rapture meets heaven's gate meets like cartoons if there are any like game developers listening to this i would love to play like a video game version of bioshock meets um what's the disney kingdom hearts kingdom hearts like bioshock meets kingdom hearts would be really fun how would that work you know like instead of it being like a robot it's just a giant robotic mickey mouse oh my god are you thinking like you're thinking like the um what are they called the big daddies yeah. but just like with giant mickey ears that's yeah. terrifying that sounds so scary it's but like oh <laughs> but then like it has like a drill like and then it's killing you and injecting you with Adam and it's like oh boy <laughs> I want to play this so bad all right now that I've played it out mixed with roller coaster tycoon it sounds pretty dope it does it does okay anyway so that's my dream life so progress land 
Sounds like a made-up name. Um, but actually, you can see some of the 1964 New York World Fair exhibit in the Carousel of Progress. Most people pass right through it. It's in Magic Kingdom. But it's one of my low-key favorite attractions. It's literally a relic from the 1964 World's Fair, which is so cool. And at the time, it blew everybody's mind. Looking at it now, it's like somewhere between like Chuck E. Cheese animatronics and like Five Nights with Freddy. It's like really like bad but they've kept it they've kept it up i don't understand your references well anyway uh so two months before he died walt disney produced a 25 minute movie which lays out his entire vision in the hopes of attracting advertising partners and you can watch it on youtube they also play it during new hire training at epcot fun fact which is where i saw it because i worked at epcot boom plot twist i mean we're gonna put it in like the show notes plot twist surprise so anyway disney had this amazing idea for like a super futuristic cult thing and he found a whole bunch of land for super cheap in florida because at the time it was just a giant swamp filled with alligators very different from today it's still that was the joke oh anyway then he died uh and everybody else in the company was like hey y'all hey what about like instead of we make a giant cult what if we just like built a theme park and make a lot of money so the dream died. Kind of. But in the early 1990s, Disney built a community on Disney property in Florida called Celebration. Uh-oh. And it's a real place. It's a planned community. And it uses some of the ideas that Disney envisioned, but on like a much smaller scale. And a bunch of Disney employees live there. Have you ever been? Yeah. It's like, it's kind of like super cute, but kind of weird. Like it's like if Main Street USA were outside of the Disney parks and like Pleasantville-esque and Twilight Zone-y and like a little dash of Westworld instead of like sexy robots or whatever. It's just like friendly Disney cast members who unironically live in a town called Celebration. So it may not have become a cult. But it did become a pretty awesome theme park. Yeah. And Disney World has four main parks. They have like little ones like water parks and whatever. But the main four Nobody parks- cares about the water parks or ESPN World of Sports. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Nobody knew that it existed. Wow. Your experience is not everyone's I'm sorry. Experience. Have you been to ESPN World of Sports? I've driven past it. Exactly. Okay. So there are four main parks in Disney World, each with like a whole different theme. So Magic Kingdom- is like literally just Disneyland, some stuff shuffled around. It's like what you think of when you think of Disney World. It's the castle, it's Tomorrowland, yada, yada, yada. The second one is Animal Kingdom, which is like it sounds an animal kingdom. So it's sort of like a zoo theme and they have different like... It's like a zoo with like no actual enclosures. Right. There's no enclosures and which makes the safari ride super dope. So good. The third, like we've talked about, is Hollywood Studios. So it's like an entertainment industry theme. And it's actually got like a really big come up because they just added on to it. They'd added the Star Wars land, the Which, Galaxy's Edge. I side eye because does that really fit? Yes, it's a movie. <laughs> but it's like, they're not like, cool, it's a movie. Like Indiana Jones has representation in Hollywood Studios as the stunt doubles behind Indiana Jones and then it has representation in Magic Kingdom as the actual world of Indiana Jones. Okay, hold it's on. It's not like the meta version of Star Wars at Hollywood Studios. You are you are dramatically misunderstanding the Hollywood Studios layout. Indiana Jones is like a behind the curtains thing because it's on the Hollywood backlot area. Oh if my you go God. right when you come into the park, you get to you get to um Sunset Avenue and that's where you have like Aerosmith's rock and roller coaster because it's Hollywood. And then you have the Tower of Terror, which is also supposed to be like California. an LA hotel. No, it's not Tower of Terror. It's not hotel. And where does Star Wars fit into this? 
because the land is like its own thing. It's still in the entertainment realm. You're not like you're not like side eyeing at Pixar for right. having theirs there. You just don't like Star Wars. I said it. Let the world know. Okay. What is that? That's a lightsaber. Oh my god. There's still one more park, like we've talked about, Epcot, which is kind of futurish technology, and then half of the park is the World Pavilion, where there's eleven countries with like a little pavilion with like restaurants and like it's travel themed. Yeah, it's like a travel. It's like you get to travel to eleven different countries just walking around Epcot, and it's the best, and I love it. Yeah, there's some problematic representation. Yeah, no South America, WTF. There's only the only Latin country that they have is uh, Mexico. Mexico. And it's like, and it's not like Mexico, it's like Mayan culture. I mean, it's that's Mexico. Right, but like not all of it. No, uh, none of them are like all encompassing. I mean, look at Morocco. Morocco is their only African country and they pretend like it's in the Middle East. Yeah, they, they basically make it Agrabah because yeah. like Jasmine and Aladdin are there. They almost were going to build an Iranian resort with a Persian theme, which would have been kind of cool. That would have been really cool, actually. They also... So here's like a list of scrapped Epcot countries. They were going to do Venezuela, the Soviet Union, Israel, and the United Arab Emirates, but they didn't. Why do I feel like there's a pattern here? Hmm. They almost built a Disney's Asian resort, which was going to be Thai themed, but I guess there there is some Asian representation. Well, Africa, aside from Morocco... Uh, they just have like a little like stand. I know. And it's the country of Africa. It makes me so angry. And they had these like this cool plan. They were going to do a pavilion which would represent all of the countries of equatorial Africa. And it would have had this like 60 foot tall treehouse, And it would have been awesome. What I also found really cool and I didn't realize until I worked at Epcot is that all of the countries are paid for and built by the actual countries. Like it's kind of like a political thing where they're like, yeah, we'll like pay it's like for. A partnership. Yeah, it's a partnership. So every every country is built and designed by people from the country and the government of the country and everything that's sold in the country is like directly from there like that's why the shop at japan is so cool like like you, they have the best shit I it's love like shop. yeah it's like you're shopping in a market also everyone that works there is from the country and mm-hmm. so like they each land well i think i think each land maybe almost every land has like one of the nicer restaurants. Yeah, and so they, they, they all have a quick service, um, a stand, and a sit-down d- uh, dining experience. So they like fly people from, say, France to cook French food at like the yeah. They the have Parisian. like a chef program yeah. for all. Of, that's why the food at Disney is so good because so everybody good. is like a professional chef. But then what I did when I worked at Disney was called the college program. Basically, you take a semester off, you go work at Disney for minimum wage, um, and it's a lot of fun. You can like take classes while you're there, but I didn't. I just worked. And it's like it's kind of like taking a semester abroad, but you're getting paid at the same time, except for then also you're living on Disney property. So you're paying rent to Disney because they own all of the things that you're living in. And also you're buying your groceries from Disney and basically all your money goes back to Disney. Damn. Disney is makes some smart ass money moves. (laughs) They really do. The college program employs like a huge number of college students. So yeah. if you look around you at like 8 p.m. at Disney World or Disneyland, they're all CPs because basically CPs, college program people. I'm just oh. going to say CP. Anyway, CPs close the park. They open the park or the, the full time is usually open the park. CPs usually close the park. So you got paid minimum wage and you worked at Disney. Yeah. But damn, when I was in college and I got minimum wage, I just worked at McDonald's. That sucks. Did Did you at least like get to go for free to mcdonald's yeah (laughs) i had to pay to leave felt like 
Uh, that was actually my favorite part about working there is that even on my days off, I just went to Disney all day. Like, of course you get unlimited free Disney time. That's all. There's like a shuttle that runs right from your dorm to go there. Oh my God. It was so much fun. Highly Uh, recommend. Okay. So yes, like being a Disney person, it must be really fun to like do the college program, but like you, you have to like have some tea, right? You have to like know some shit about Disney now, right? Okay. I do. And I'm going to share some juicy cast member secrets, but I want to preface it by saying that I love Disney. They're not listening. They might be. (laughs) I'm sure they're they're always listening. Yeah. I'm sure Disney is always listening. They are omniscient. Also, please don't be mad that I definitely posted illicit backstage pictures on our blog. And then I made fun of your safety slogan online. What's our safety slogan? Safety begins with me. And it's like on posters all over backstage. Isn't that funny though? Like I, like I love Disney, but that, that was hilarious. It's Valentine's day season. (laughs) So, like, what's it like to work at Disney? Well, so it was really interesting because I was living and working at Disney. Living at Disney is kind of like living at your parents' house, um, except for your parents are a giant corporation with a ton of money who makes you share your room um, and your apartment with six other girls and also sometimes comes in with a white glove and makes sure that you're being clean and will fire you if you do anything wrong. So it's like Brady Bunch meets, like, 1984? Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah, but it was really fun. (laughs) I promise. But you got to go to Disney. <laughs> um, it was really strict, though. Like, even even just being hired, like, the process for getting hired is really intense. Like, you have to abide by what's called the Disney look, which is, like, their dress code. But it's, like, really intense. No facial hair, no unnatural hair color, no piercings. Like, I had this, like, awesome pink hair because I was 21 and I had pink hair and it was great. And they made me dye it. And I had to take both of my nose piercings out every day and just be a normal. Be a normal. And at the time, it was... It was very disappointing, but you make sacrifices. That said, though, like pink hair and nose piercings, sure. But I did once get in trouble for wearing a really colorful hair clip, and I feel like that was too far. Was it Mickey ears? No, it was (gasps) just... (laughs) How dare you? You can't wear Mickey ears at work. I know. That's not Disney look approved. Um, You're also taught a bunch of rules in training. Like, you have to know answers to specific rules, like immediately right so for example let's say some snotty nosed little kid asks you how many mickeys are there there's only one correct answer or you immediately get fired what's the correct answer one obviously oh Oh, boy yeah that's the one when you're hired at disney you're given like a role right the whole thing is like you're a cast member you're playing a role everybody has a costume Uh, my role my like character i was a flight attendant actually yeah very relevant apropos i know i worked at soren at the time it was soren over california in epcot now it's soren over the world and i don't know if i like it as much r.i.p although they have soren over california it's back at disneyland and then they updated the they updated the the um sites every time i listen to the music i cry like on cue i can't help it and every time you look at Patrick Warburton, which is like the weirdest I thing. love him. I love that he was our intro guy. And he was Kronk. Yes, I know. Anyway, sorry. I'm I'm just like getting in my feels. Um, so everybody is a character, but some people are what's called face characters. So those are the people that you're going to stand in line to take pictures of, right? And they're all cast by height, which I thought was really interesting. So like if you're tall, you could be friends with Goofy or Pluto or Buzz or Woody. And if you're short, you could be friends with like Minnie or Mickey, so on and so forth. Wait, what do you mean? Friends with? Yeah, that's what it's called. Just like their handler? (laughs) No, that's a different role. So, okay, you can't say, and I still can't do it. You can't say like, oh, they're playing 
You know what I mean? Like you, you say like, you oh, are they're friends physically with. uncomfortable right I now. I can't do it. Like I can't do it. It's just like if I'm in the parks, I suddenly revert back into my Disney character mode and I tell every little girl, I call all of the little girls princess. I call all the little boys princes and I say, have a magical day. And I point with two fingers. Like I can't help it. Point with two fingers. That's the Disney point. What? <laughs> so at Disney, you can't point with one finger because it's considered to be rude in certain cultures. So you can either point with your whole hand or you can point with two fingers and nothing else or you'll get fired. That was like a weird Disney thing. You also like they taught us this thing called like the Disney scoop where you like if you see a piece of trash in the parks, so you have to bend down and like scoop it up. Is it? It sounds like the bend and snap. Yeah, no, exactly. Is that what it is? Yeah, totally. My favorite task was called magical moments. You literally get assigned the task of making somebody's day. So you can like skip them in line. You can get them like a free thing, uh, give them a fast pass, take them backstage. It's just like carte blanche to like make somebody happy. That was the best. And I love that they like have their employees do that. It's Aww, magical. That's the best. Yeah. But it, it wasn't like all fun and games working at Disney. Like people at Disney can be horrible just some of the worst people ever well yeah it's like you you feel like oh i paid all this money and this is now my park and mm -hmm. i do this i do the same thing mm -hmm. i don't expect to like wait for anything except for lines obviously but like well even pe that people are like uh is it really 20 minutes yes it's really 20 minutes yeah we'll get to that too um but like people think they can just go to the bathroom wherever they feel like people are wait, just what? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They keep it clean, though. They keep it very clean. Disney World is a giant bathroom, but there are constant custodial cast members just scrubbing away. So, you know, it's it's clean, but, you know, <laughs> you guys can't see, but her eyes are just like very wide and just like <laughs> like she's seen some shit. <laughs> literally yes Oof. yeah so i had grown up going to disneyland and i had always heard that there's like this like secret world under the disney parks is that true uh it's only under magic kingdom they're called the utilidors uh they're like so basically magic kingdom is actually two floors the park is on floor two the utilidors are on floor one and they're basically how cast members get from one side of the park to the other in costume without being seen so that's why you never see cinderella just like running through the parks but what's interesting is they're not like, they don't look cool, right? It's basically just like a giant sewer tunnel. Like you're basically walking next to these massive pipes filled with bathroom stuff just clanging away next to you while, you know, you're walking past like a room full of princesses all changing, which is kind of cool. That just sounds like a fever dream. <laughs> Somebody's dream. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, when I worked at Epcot, we had to take a bus around the outside, which was way less fun and glamorous. Um, but fun fact, everything is like, you can't really tell how everything is oriented. So I worked at Soren, and we shared a break room with Canada. Wait, Canada is next to Soren? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? They feel like they're a mile apart. I know. It totally does. Also, um, they were always eating steak on their lunch breaks and they never shared it. And I'm still upset about it. Canada has the, the best, best steakhouse, the best restaurant, probably in all Disney parks. Yeah. I also remember getting asked stupid questions all day long. Like the most common question that people would ask uh, at Magic Kingdom is what time is the three o'clock parade? What time is it? It's three o'clock. It's the three o'clock parade. It's in the name. It's called it's three o'clock. Three o'clock. I'm still upset about it. I actually once saw a shirt that just said that had a picture of Goofy and it said, what time is the three o'clock parade? Ask any cast member at Magic Kingdom and, and they'll tell you, yes, I get asked that all day long. Hey, Practical Wanderlust listener, if you're looking for a magical way to bring your next Disney Parks trip to the next level, check out our epic Disney scavenger hunts.
You're not going to do that for the whole advertisement, are you? I'm, I mean, I was, but my throat is killing me. So anyway, you guys should check out these Disney scavenger hunts that we made. Yeah, we had to go to the Disney park several times for research. It was hard. Our jobs are very hard. So hard. Our Disney World and Disneyland scavenger hunts are chock full of challenges in every single park and resort, all designed to help you discover and experience the Disney parks like you never have before. This game will bring a whole new level of fun and friendly competition, or in our case, unnecessarily aggressive competition to your next Disney Parks trip. I'm sorry, what do you mean unnecessary competition? It's like, not everyone needs to be as extra as we are. Are you serious? It's just because I'm better than you at Space Ranger Spin. Oh You're my God. always mad you about Space Ranger. I will always be better at you. You can okay, suck no, it. I'm better suck at Midway Mania at least. Uh, anyway. The point is, we designed the game to be played primarily by adults, and if you're going to Disney World, we also designed it to overlap with our Disney World Resort Bar Crawl. Oh, did we not mention we also created a Disney World Resort Bar Crawl using free parks transportation. You are welcome. We had to do so much research for that one, too. It was so so much much work. Oh, my God. We had to drink a lot. Intrigued? Ready for a day of Disney fun and ridiculousness? Subscribe using the link in our show notes and we'll send you a free printable with sneak peeks of both Disney Parks scavenger hunts, plus a Disney packing checklist, the Disney Resort bar crawl instructions, and even more insider cast member tips for your next visit. Dang, that's a lot of free stuff. I guess you could say it's pretty magical. No, but that's actually like a lot of free stuff. Like, should we actually be giving them that much free stuff? That feels like a lot. Subscribe right now and we'll give you a free resort stay. Mm, no, we that, that's not in the budget. We definitely can't afford that. The next three people to subscribe the entire Disney trips on us. Mm, no, 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 no. Okay, you can stay at my mom's house. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> See you in the parks. Have a magical day. So I'm getting all this juicy stuff, but it's all just sort of like things that not a lot of people know. Is there any like horrific shit? There's so much, (laughs) but I don't want to say it because again, we love Disney um, and some of it is actually really upsetting. So we're going to allude to some things and then you'll have to do some like private research to really get the, the grisly details. So legend has it that nobody's ever died on Disney property because they have their own team of like people in white coats that come and sweep people up immediately and whisk them off Disney property before they pronounce them dead. Oh, like Stranger Things. <laughs> yes, exactly like that. Um, and I've kind of seen it in action and I would I would verify that on a personal level. Snopes says it's not exactly true, but I think it's true. Who's Snope? Snopes. You know, like the fact checker. Oh, thing. okay. Yeah. But as for people that have like maybe unofficially died at Disney, I would highly recommend Googling Disney World deaths. Okay. There's a very interesting Wikipedia page. I just pulled it up. Oh my God. One of the rides is cursed. Uh, Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. And it actually claimed another victim while I was working there in 2011. I'm not going to go into any more details because it was actually really, really fucked up, but I will never ride on that ride, even though it's supposed to be fine now. I'm just, I'm off of it forever. Oh my God, this one about rock and roller coasters is really sad. That one's the saddest one. And I, yeah, I refuse to say that one. Jesus Christ. But it's like a lot of these incidents are from people that just blatantly broke rules, right? Like it wasn't yeah. Disney's fault. They didn't do anything wrong. Disney is incredibly safe. A lot of people just thought that they could do whatever the hell they wanted. And it's just like, y'all stay behind the yellow lines. They're there for your safety. Yeah. Like all of the safety stuff, keeping your arms inside, like there's a reason. It's because you're about to like whip past something. Yeah. Don't try to spend the night on Treasure Island island don't jump out of a boat and go swimming don't jump out of kilimanjaro safaris and go running with rhinoceroses just just don't do that 
don't have your kids who are below the height requirement get in your get in your ride. Oh yeah, that's super common. We had a lot of parents that would like have their kid measured, and then when we told them they were too short to ride, they'd like return ten minutes later and be like, "Oh, she wasn't standing up straight." And I'm like, "I can see that you just stuffed socks in your kid's shoes. Like you're obviously not. You're obviously full of shit." Okay, so this one is like one of the most Florida things I've ever heard. Luke, can you do a dramatic reading for us? I will. On September 5th, 2019, a 53-year-old woman who was seeking cigarettes at Disney's Hollywood Studios was arrested after hitting a taxi driver and deputy sheriff. Near midnight, the sheriff had noticed the woman attempting to slap the taxi driver. The taxi driver stated that the woman attempted to beg a cigarette from him, only to find he didn't have any. One security employee that witnessed the event noted that the woman was having trouble staying on her feet, slurred her words while stating she was drunk and her breath smelled like alcohol. The woman demanded a cigarette from the deputies, kicked said deputy in the leg twice, and was finally shoved into a police cab. Disney security banned the woman from all Disney property afterwards. No, that absolutely tracks. But like, also, she sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I think that we should invite her to Christmas. Yeah. Okay, here's another one. On Christmas 2015, a fight broke out at Bongo's Cuban Cafe between a 70-year-old male guest and the restaurant staff. The guest claimed that he was tired of waiting for his food. He argued with the restaurant's general manager and threw a punch, but missed, while another employee jumped in an attempt to intervene. The guest was escorted out of the restaurant after he grabbed a worker's bicep, which left a mark. At some point during the fight, a series of loud sounds were mistaken as gunfire, causing the patrons to panic and rush to the exits. Why do people just think they get to do whatever the hell they want just because they're at Disney? I'm telling you, man. You can just turn off your brain and get whatever you want. It's like pure id for some people. I know. And reading the Disney incidents list just makes me like, <laughs> just have like flashbacks. Reading the Disney incidents list makes me terrified to go on our next Disney <laughs> Disney trip. I know. And there's there are more things that aren't even on the list. Like there's really no way, no nice way to say this. But um, a lot of park employees at certain rides were kind of on constant death watch. Constant death watch sounds like the name of a metal band. Are you just saying that so that we can... Cue metal music. Oh my God. That said, certain things I think should really remain Disney secrets. So if you want to know like the really juicy stuff, you're going to have to message me on Instagram because I'm not comfortable saying it out loud because they're listening. Can, can we go back to talking about like the magical stuff? Yeah. You know what's even more magical? What? Disney Strut! Boom, 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 boom. So one very useful thing that I learned from my time as a Disney cast member was Disney Parks strategy, a.k.a. Strat. Wait, you were a cast member? All right. You know what? Were you not? I don't know why you didn't do the college program. I mean, I didn't really go to a real school. You went to art school. That's it my exact, may or may not count. Exactly my point. I mean, we have student loans that make it feel like you went to school. Oof. So strategy is very important when you're going to the Disney parks. Like without strategy, you're kind of just wandering around aimlessly, like jumping between kids and parents who are screaming that it's like their only vacation and they deserve the world. And standing in lines for hours and hours. God, Disney sounds awful. Oh, yeah. But it's not. It's so much fun. Yeah, I didn't really appreciate trips to Disney parks until I was like an adult. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for me, it was like after I became a cast member and I learned how to do Disney the right way and like all the like secret shit. That's when I started to actually really enjoy going to the parks. And now it's like, how can you not have fun at Disney? It's all magical. As my old Soren manager would say, that's when you could really use a little sprinkle of pixie dust. What's pixie dust? It's kind of like Disney crack. You just like do a little sprinkle thing and it's supposed to perk you right up. That sounds terrible. Yeah. No, in my experience, nothing makes you more angry than having your manager sprinkle pixie dust on you because you didn't smile enough 
and uh, I'm still upset about it. Those are the capital D, capital P Disney people that like. Yes. I avoid. Di- no Disney manager is not a Disney people. Like that's not a thing. A Disney people. Yes. <laughs> um, but like Disney Strat changed my whole experience. Now, when we visit Disney parks, we never wait in line more than like 20 minutes. Yeah. And we see the almost every attraction and ride. I think, yeah. I think all of the big ones we see every time. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to Disney Strat, there's something that we kind of have to say up front. It is extra AF. And the, the strategy is basically designed around the idea of like covering everything and waiting in line as little as possible. And, and no characters. Characters are for chumps. Yeah. Fuck and characters. Children. Yeah. Chumps. It, same thing. Uh <laughs> But, like, if that's what you're into, then, like, you adjust the strat based on, like, what you actually want. So, if you do want to just, like, take the day easily and see as many characters as you can, then, like, you can totally do that. But, but that's not our strat. But move the fuck out of the way because we're going to be running behind you screaming strat at the top of our lungs. Oh, yeah. As far as a park goes, Disney World is much different than Disneyland. But a lot of the strategies actually work for both. Um, the only difference is, like, working in multiple parks. But whatever. <laughs> Okay, the first tip, right at the top, you need to dress for comfort. Mm -hmm. You get two choices in Disney. You can either look cute or you can cover the park. There is no both. Yeah, you can't have it both ways. You know, there's like ish, right? Like if you wear bike shorts, then you can wear a skirt. But like you need to have something that, you know, some compression friendly leggings underneath. (laughs) I just picture you as like, like dressed as an ultra marathoner, but like with like a polka dot dress over it. Yes. Like big yellow shoes. I'm sorry. What do you think that I dress like at Disney? Also, your shoes, very important. I wore the wrong shoes once, and then I ran around Disney 25,000 steps later. Um, I was in a wheelchair, and it was not fun. No, that was awful. Yeah. We basically dress like we're going on a hike. And, like, you never know when you need to break into a run to get, like, to get a fast pass time and just start dodging children along the way. I'm telling y'all, bike shorts, if you want to wear that dress, you got to do it. Don't forget a rain jacket or an umbrella, especially at Disney World, because Florida weather be tripping. Mm-hmm. But I will take unpredictable weather over alligators any day. Just saying. You know that Florida isn't just like covered in alligators, right? It's totally covered in alligators. What are you talking about? All right. It's like alligators and palm trees and like Margaritaville. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I mean, that's pretty accurate. I mean, I like Florida, but let's be honest about it. And manatees. Aw. I love manatees. (laughs) Me too. I've never connected with an animal on such a primal level. What about elephant seals? That too. I love elephant seals. They're so snorty. You're also going to need to pack snacks, sunscreen, a portable phone charger, Mm -hmm. and lots and lots of water. And if you need help packing, just Google Disney packing list and uh, we should pop right up practicalwanderlist.com. Oh. We can't get through a single episode like without a plug. I'm sorry. (laughs) You got the plug? I got the plug. Uh, You also really need to know your own your own body and your body's needs. Like we have only had terrible times in Disney when we are hungry, mm-hmm. tired, mm-hmm. hot, and yes. sweaty, like just, overwhelmed. Yeah. It's kind of the same as travel. Like if you can do a long travel day, you can do Disney, but you need to pay attention to when you're getting cranky or hot or overwhelmed and just go somewhere inside with air conditioning and sit and just do nothing on your phone for 20 minutes or yeah, whatever. There's, there's plenty of places to just enjoy really good food or mm-hmm. drinks or just sit in the shade and watch people go by. Like crazy stuff happens at Disney all the time. You just need to like sit in the silence and like just watch things. And like get a Dole Whip and just, you know, chill. Or get three and add some rum in it. Yeah. 
when in doubt or in need, just ask a cast member. Every single Disney cast member is obsessed with Disney and just wants to make your day um, and can help you. Like if you dropped your Dole Whip or your five Dole Whips or whatever, your lightsaber broke, just ask a cast member and they can probably give you a magical moment because it's part of their job and that's why they work there. I really miss working for Disney. You have not mentioned that. Wow. So my favorite things at Disney are the rides. And even though you are definitely not an adrenaline junkie, you like Disney rides too. Because like... They're not scary. Yeah. Disney's like most intense ride is like the kids land at like a fair. Yeah. Well, I mean, Rock and Roller Coaster is pretty intense. And it's like... It's rocking. It's not called California Screaming anymore. What's it called now? It's the Incredicoaster. Yeah. That's pretty, that's pretty exciting. That's intense, yeah. But that's about as intense as it gets. Other than that, it's like ghost dance party, which may or may not be suicide themed. It's totally suicide themed. No, I agree. No. Okay. Listeners. No, I'm not arguing. I'm talking to listeners oh, now. sorry. All right. Haunted Mansion, suicide theme. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Mm-hmm. The ghost host is like, oh, there's no windows or doors, but I found a way out. And then you watch then some like, dude hang themselves and then it's like there's room there's 999 ghosts but there's room for one more and he's talking to you you know there's room for a thousandth he said it's not one point what did i say room for one more you always say that it's room for a thousand i'm not quoting it okay anyway direct quote anyway you go through this ride and you're like getting haunted by all these ghosts and it's all spooky and like and like creepy and it's like oh the ghosts are gonna get you and it drives you and it drives you crazy and then you fall out of the top floor of the house into the graveyard yeah and then that guy with his dog are like afraid to see you because you're the ghost. And, and now, now you're in the graveyard. And now you're in the graveyard. And, and then they you're sing a fun, fun happy part, or like a fun song, because they're like, oh, you're one of us now. Yeah, they say that they found their thousandth ghost. Yeah. It's a suicide theme. Okay. I think our point has been proved. Yeah. We are right. Thank you. Also, fun fact um, a lot of Imagineers appear in Haunted Mansion as ghosts. And also, fun fact lots of ashes have been sprinkled in the Haunted Mansion ride. That's not like legal people just do it is that a fun fact yeah i think it's i think it's a cool fact if you died would you want me to sprinkle your ashes in haunted mansion illegally totally you'd be a ghost there please don't sprinkle my ashes in haunted mansion i was gonna sprinkle them in a redwood forest but second choice the haunted mansion so the fact is most people are like us and want to prioritize the rides that makes waiting in line super difficult unless you're a chump kid in which case you're probably more excited about meeting frozen and watching fireworks which get the fuck out of the way (laughs) Don't like I don't have time for that. Also, we're going to Disney with my like five-year-old niece in a week, and I'm gonna have to really rein it in. We will be there when this airs, actually. Yes. So which never happens. Never happens. Check our Instagram stories right now if you want to know what we're doing. But if you're listening to this at any other time, you already missed it. Yeah. But it'll be in highlights. It'll be in the highlights, yeah. Maybe. So we're gonna get into some of the the line cutting tips. All right. So the first is it only really works if you're really flexible with your timing. So if you are, then plan based on like the crowd trackers. And so the You're talking you, about like going to the parks. Yeah, sorry. I mean like going like when you go to Disney, it should be on a down month. And so the the months that are the lowest are January, February, August, and September. The shoulder seasons, if the you will. The shoulder seasons. Yeah, nobody's going because the kids are all in school. Um, some Nowadays, they're doing some events like in Epcot. Like they have the food and... Or not the food and wine festival, the arts festival. They have the food and wine as well. Though that's in October and September. Yeah. And which is an arts, awesome time to go, but not uncrowded. And then the arts is actually happening right now. February. February. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they have like marathons and stuff. They want people in the parks in those shoulder seasons, but you'll have like a random day or three that there's like no events. And so the best way to find them 
and like find out which days have historically had the most crowds is to go to undercover tourist or is it packed.com. Those are our two faves. I will also say that it's really easy to find a cheap hotel um, during those shoulder seasons, even if you're not staying on Disney property, but Disney is one of the rare places where I will say it's worth it to pay more for a resort because it kind of pays for itself. Totally. That's specific. You said Disney World, right? Disney World. Yeah. yeah. Disneyland. It's like you can kind of do it. But yeah. Disneyland. You don't need to stay on property. But Disney World, a resort is worth it because you get free parking. You get Disney transportation all through the parks. You get extra time in the parks. Um, they pick you up from the airport. Like it's just it's so convenient. And it actually it really is like worth it. And you can get a Disney night at a Disney place if you book in advance for like 150 or less a night. Oh, yeah. And the thing about staying at a Disney resort is like. Like you might see, oh, the Grand Floridian is like $3,000 and it's like super fancy. So nice. And then the like Pop Century is like 120 bucks. But like, love Pop Century. But like it's still Disney. Disney doesn't pump out anything bad. No. I mean, you know, except- everything Disney does is amazing and I love them and I worship them and my stock is always going up. You should always plan your stuff around extra magic hours or like extra early magic hours because it's an extra hour in the park that only people staying at the resorts get. So that's a good way to like knock out your like. Number one, have to do this. Mm-hmm. The most busy, crowded, popular rides, whatever's new and exciting, that's what you want to do for extra magic hours. You want to beeline there first thing as soon as the park opens. That's your best chance for getting to ride it without needing a fast pass. Yeah, as soon as that rope drops, you dash right to that ride. You can't run though because you will get in trouble. So it's like a speed that's walking. That's a joke. Because you didn't see Incredibles. You I'm laughing it. on the inside. No, you have to. It's in the script. I edited in the script. I did actually make a promise in our vows at our wedding that I would acknowledge all of Jeremy's shitty jokes. I think we're cutting all of this. No, we're not cutting it. No, we're keeping this. I just want everybody to know that I had to promise that to him. So I I acknowledge your joke, but it was bad. You've just never seen The Incredibles. I have seen The Incredibles. I Listen, you said dash like and winked at me. I got that it was a joke. All right. All right. Whatever. Power walk is the move. Alright. So throughout the day, the name of the game is Fast Pass. You have to always no, the have the name a- of the game is Disney Strat. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> you have to always have a fast pass. And like the different the different parks do it differently, but um both of them have um a digital feature where you actually do it in the app. And so that's the smartest way to do it because you can book your you know, quote unquote ride appointment like more efficient more efficient tldr download the disneyland or disney world app but can i just say i really miss the physical fast passes i have a whole collection of them and i'm never gonna throw them away yeah i know they're like cramming up our drawers (laughs) one day they'll be valuable like beanie babies no they won't beanie (laughs) babies were never valuable i'm going to frame them the only valuable beanie baby that i know of is like filled with gold listen nobody can get a captain eo fast pass anymore that's like gold now it's not. <laughs> it's an endangered species. I don't even know if they had Captain EO fast passes. They did. Nobody nobody wanted them. <laughs> that was such a good ride though. Like I love me a good nostalgia ride that's like bad but good. Like Figment in Epcot, you've probably never heard of him. You should go ride his ride. They don't have it anymore. Yes, they do. I don't do they? I thought I they got rid so. of it. Did they? I thought they were I thought they were doing it they're like building something else. Anyway. I'm also incredibly upset. I know the Frozen ride is great and everybody's into Frozen. The old Norway ride was so good. It was just like, welcome to Norway. We have polar bears and trolls and Viking ships and oil refineries for some reason. Yeah. And I loved it. 
Norway. That was the best ride. I miss it so much. It's still the same ride. They just dressed it in Frozen. Yeah, but there's no polar bears or oil rigs now. Will Y'all you, go you... on YouTube. Look it up. Look at the like the ride. I know it's illegal to take those videos, but I'm glad they exist. I miss that ride so much. Will you let it go? Stop. That was good. That was pretty good. I'll laugh at that. Nice. Um, if you can't get a fast pass for a ride, then most of the big rides, at least in Disney World, have single rider. Which is basically like you just sort of shortcut your way into Merge Point. And What's Merge Point? It's where the Fast Pass and the regular plebs like meet. It's right before you get into the ride where the person like throws the rope in front of you and they're like, um, uh, what was next? Uh, yeah, fun fact. This is also where as a cast member, you are most likely to get punched in the face. Did that ever happen to you? Oh, yeah. Uh, not me. Not me personally, but my friend. Yes. Your friend. No, yeah. Wink. Can't tell on Disney <laughs> secrets. That's the one you're going to keep close to the vest. I will say, like, if you do punch a cast member in the face, you will immediately get kicked out of the park. And they have you doing it on video because everything at Disney is being filmed at all times. You yep. are constantly being watched. More Orwell shit. Mm-hmm. Yep. The, the only thing about single rider is that you are literally a single rider. So you can't, like, you might not be able to sit with your boo, which, you know, after a day of being in the parks and listening to the terrible jokes might be a reprieve. Fair. Yes. Wow, That's why that was favorite. your chance to say that I always want to sit by you. Wow. Yep, mm-hmm, sure do. The last ride-related piece of strat that I'm going to give you is that you should always use the app to check wait times because mm-hmm. you don't want to run across the park because like, oh, I want to ride Space Mountain and then find that it's like 140 minutes. Yeah. And the thing about the app and the in-person clocks, they are accurate. Mm-hmm. If you see... 45 minutes for a ride. It is going to be 45 minutes for a ride. Yeah, so please don't ask the poor cast member standing at the entrance, oh, is it really five minutes? Yes. Yes, Yes, it is. Yes, boomer. Yes. I will say, though, that there are two rides that that does not count for, and they are Tower of Terror and Haunted Mansion. Um, If it says 13 minutes, it's actually zero minutes. And if it does say that, like, hurry the fuck over there, because that's... That's real exciting. Yeah, it happens like maybe maybe once a day. Yeah, yeah. like at first thing in the morning, basically. We also have a few tips to make your time in the parks even more magical. Ooh, is it time to talk about Hidden Mickeys? Hidden Mickeys. I love Hidden Mickeys. A Hidden Mickey is essentially like a camouflaged Mickey head shape hidden in stuff around the parks. You can find it in like fences and like windows and on the ground and like in the decorations. They're everywhere. The Imagineers hide them all over the parks and nobody knows how many there are or where they all are. So you're basically just it's like a giant scavenger hunt for you to find them. Yeah, this guy has been releasing books about the Hidden Mickeys for years. And even he is like, I have covered like every inch of the park and I am 100% certain that I have not found every Hidden Mickey. I was really hoping that you would pick up on the fact that I said scavenger hunt. Why scavenger hunt? Because we created a scavenger hunt for Disney World and Disneyland and we worked really hard on it. Um, We had to like run around the parks a whole bunch trying stuff. Yeah, we had to like do things. Yeah, but it covers all of the parks and the resorts. And if you're at Disney World, it also overlaps with our Disney bar crawl, um, which we also designed. Hard at work for y'all. So as part of the the scavenger hunt, you are going to be finding a bunch of hidden Mickeys. Yeah. And we all have our favorite hidden Mickeys, like the ones that we are like really proud that like we found, like especially like if if you've never heard of it and you're like, oh, holy shit, that's a Mickey ear. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like there's one at the Land Pavilion. um, And when I first started working at Soarin', they were like, you'll never find it. And they were right. It took me like five months to find it. My favorite is on Rock and Roller Coaster when you go into the studio and you're watching Aerosmith do their like weird hand motion thing. Wait, hang on. What does he say? 
is like, can we get some backstage passes? No, wait, what does he say when he does when he does the hand thing? I'm oh. doing the hand thing right now, and yeah. you guys can't even see it. I forget. You actually do the hand thing wrong. You always thought that do he I? did. You always thought that he did like. I thought the, he did like the rot. Like ro- it's is it? No, he does. He does. He just covers his head. He just no, covers he his puts, eyes. No, he doesn't just cover his eyes. He puts a weird hand signal on his forehead for no reason. No, it just looks like it because because Steven Tyler's just fucking weird. It's my favorite intro. Anyway, other than the one at Soren. Anyway, so like when you're in the studio and you're like watching them talk to their manager, all of the cabling on the ground is shaped like a Mickey ear. Oh, I didn't realize that. I also really like the one in Haunted Mansion. That's just like the plates in the ballroom filled with dancing ghosts. I think they moved that. Nah. At least in Disneyland. I don't think it's there anymore in Disneyland. Oh, well, I haven't been to Disneyland recently and you get to go every year with your kids. Grad night. The fact is like Disney parks are just filled to the brim with magical stuff for you to enjoy. So even if you're not a rides person, even if you're not a character person, even if you've been 20 times, every single time can be super magical. And um, hopefully with some of these tips and with the help of our scavenger hunt, if you uh, go to practicalwanderlust.com. You know, they're, they're really fun. They're you really can, fun. You can also use the code Pixie Dust for 20% off. Enjoy. You're welcome. Please stop talking. I thought you didn't like Pixie Dust. I don't like it when my manager sprinkles it on me because I'm having a cranky day, Patricia. Was her name really Patricia? Yes, and she had like aerial red hair. <laughs> Actually, she- it may not have been Patricia, but in my head it was Patricia. It may have been Karen. Was she one of those people that's like, if there's time to lean, there's time to clean? Uh, Yes. Well, I mean, we're kind of at the end now, so I guess there's really only one thing left to say. What's that? Your cast member sign-off. Oh, right. Have a magical day. And be sure to tune in next time when we break into backstage at Disney World to find out whether Walt's body is actually frozen into the Utilidors underneath Magic Kingdom. Wait, what? Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. What? Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye.